Welcome back to the TT Podcast. This is part two with Dave O'Johnson. And we left part one. Make sure if you uh, haven't done so already, go and listen to it or watch it on the TT Plus app. We got to 2010. You'd made your debut, but then you didn't return to the island and we were going to find out why. Please have an exciting story as to why you're not, you didn't come back in 2011 now after that. It was, um, it, was some, it was a part of my life which I actually met at the TT 2010. Mm-hmm. That um, is no longer a part of my life anyway. But I had to, oh, God. yeah. But um, well, she didn't want me to do it in 2011. Right. And, um, yeah, that's basically a short story, shorter than it needs to be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's long enough. I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think but, you um, were being yes, controlled. <laughs> basically. Oh, so um, yeah, then that uh, finished that sort of part of my life, mm-hmm. and then I basically. Picked up the phone to Paul Phillips. I was like, "Go, there you go." <laughs> About the oh, TT yeah, in 2012, yeah. he's like, "To be honest, I was expecting your call," and um, then we went from there. Then I went back in 2012, which basically after just having a, a new coming year in 2010 and a year off, yeah. 2012 was like learning it all over again. It was not the best uh, decision, really. Not that I want to dwell on 2011. By a the decision sound of it. not to do 11, I should yeah, say. Yeah, but how? Like, how did you feel missing out on the TT? After was, you'd had that buzz in 2010. Yeah, we, I, I did shut it off, to be fair, because um, that's, you know, that side of my life, which is gone now, which is, uh, uh, I just, that made me sort of completely forget about right. it. Right. Um, so my brain switched off. I watched it when it came on, but I never watched, um, I mean, I watched a little bit of TV here and there on it, but very little. Uh, and then listened to it. It was only radio back then, wasn't it, really? Yeah. Um, and then watched the, some of the... Uh, uh, races that got shown on the DVD after I think um, so that that sort of made it harder again as well because like it was completely out of my head for yeah pretty much two years um, yeah and then come back in 2012 with the PR racing guys yeah yeah um, Carl Harris is my teammate actually that year yeah and um, Steve Hannigan as well and yeah just basically just started from scratch yeah um, yeah I didn't set the world on fire at all I I did get a top ten in the senior, which I was stoked with. But before that, I was, I was nowhere. Top ten in the senior in you see you. Yeah, so you learned the TT course very quickly. You know, I think you're very nearly podium year two. Is that right? Uh, you have a four. 2014. So that was my third year. Yeah. I got, yeah. yeah. So you learned the TT course quickly. What, what part of the TT course for you is the hard? You said earlier rewinding him back to part one when Chris asked you the tap on the shoulder you said your worst part of the course was Bray Hill which I can relate to yeah. but what was the worst section of the TT course you found to learn um, the, everyone t- well Milky was always sort of uh, telling me about the Glen Helen section being the hardest but I really really enjoyed that section so that sort of made it easy for me to learn and he was saying that's the hardest to get references and and so on but I yeah I love that bit so that wasn't so much of an issue but um, a lot of the corners on the mountain like um, I found like um, into uh, Brandywell like the the right and then left and then you got the right and left of 32nd and you got right and left of 33rd I found them very similar mm-hmm. so that was that I'd say that part of the mountain to get and very f- fast so it's very fast and, and each are different to to each other like so you couldn't really mess one up. So I found, I found that section really quite hard. But then I started to love that as well. I think a lot of short, they say a lot of short circuit guys do love over the mountain 
it took I mean you you had the like, record there for so many years um, but I, it took me a while to sort of build up to that I reckon that bit but some of the hardest spots to learn I, I found easy because I really liked them to begin with so mm-hmm. yeah long story short again mountain section over there and just a, fast forward that to um, your first lap after three years at the Manx how was that how, how did you relate back to the TT course it not too bad but a lot's lots changed like there's up to to Crosby there's a freaking supermarket there now so that that used to be all like <laughs> just lined with trees there um uh, lots of bump different bumps Solby Strait is hideous now that's the first place that needs to get and sorted that's a, and that's on a heavy bike as well yeah and that's it was that's I can't even see by the end of that some of the riders have other, well majority of other riders have said the same thing about Solby but, mm. and then you speak to somebody like Rob Mack uh, on the old 500 uh, Grand Prix bikes that he used to put his feet under the footrest to hang on down there oh really yeah so it could have been <laughs> did he yeah I mean I think you know there's places that were probably worse back then but they yeah. resurfaced uh, Solby that would have been 80s, obviously you know? yeah. yeah I think Solby was resurfaced on my first year possibly so it was always smooth as silk from mm. always what I remember but then doing the commentary I was watching everyone and it was just on a suit I couldn't imagine what it would be like on a super bike down there um, so that's that's bad. Ginger Hall's got a big bump there now. And then um, also Glen Tramon. All the trees are gone there. That's so right. it feels like you're in a complete different spot. Oh, why don't Going through there, you're like, fuck. Oh, yeah, it is left. Yeah. <laughs> so you still like, because it, it's so different, it, um, it did throw me off my first lap for sure. Like, And I was riding around like a squid, I reckon. Like, it's just, <laughs> it was weird. Like, people passing me that, that I've never seen on a, I mean, there's everyone's riding these things really well like yeah. um rob podson was like the, was probably the fastest on the track yesterday riding really well he passed me like i was standing still yeah um so that made me yeah sit up and uh open your eyes a little bit yeah yeah so after three years away I, it, it yeah it is hard to sort of all take in because a lot is lots different the scenery more so that sort of makes everything feel like yeah you're in a different sort of place but yeah, it's um, and and also the lap I've been watching every day for a while now is um, John McGuinness's lap from 2015. Yeah, and that's how I remember the track. And then I went out there and, and in the car it's different. You, you're driving around behind people. What I don't know what the deal is. It must have been after the after COVID. I reckon everyone's just t- gone like slow because you're doing in a 50 zone. Everyone's doing 30 everywhere. <laughs> like here, usually at the Isle of Man, everyone's like fucking go and you're loving it, but. Since COVID, everyone's turned into soft cocks, I think. <laughs> That's another story altogether. But, um, so even through like the Glen Allen section, I was just going like so slow and then up to Crosby. So I didn't really take much notice of the surrounding. You're just looking at the truck that's in front of you or whatever. But Saying that, you know, since COVID, everybody's turned into softies. I even got married. I did, yeah. <laughs> got a ring and everything. <laughs> so that sort of... Um, is this, you, is this you announcing your retirement now? No way. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I'm not Steve's age yet. <laughs> he retired. He was young. I got loads, loads of life in me yet. Um, yeah. So I got married to the love of my life, which uh, she's sort of. Um, ever since I met her, my I basically I've done better with everything like in my life. So it's that's been a good thing. Uh, she's not here, unfortunately, but she was supposed to come to TT, but then I spat on myself, and then <laughs> she went on a girls' trip, I think, <laughs> instead. <laughs> you never, you've not but, seen her since? No, she's... And is she a racing fan? She is, yeah. Oh, to, to, she's yeah, actually... Yeah. Um, 
rides a CBR 600. Ah, cool. Oh, nice. So, yeah, she's a good rider herself. So that's how we met, actually, through a mate that I used to go out with on the um, on the town in, in Adelaide, like a socialite dude, Chris. Um, and he goes, I've got a hot mate that rides a bike. Do you want to meet her? I'm like... Yes, <laughs> and that, the, rest is, the rest is history. Where's 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 my help, Steve? <laughs> I'm even my wingman. <laughs> don't worry, I can sort you something out. Don't you worry about that, don't you? <laughs> Does it involve going to Macau though? Oh, David, over to you. I wouldn't go to Macau. No, not for that purpose. <laughs> we'll, leave that, we'll leave that there. But let's go back in time. 2019. Obviously, you've progressed. You've progressed. You've progressed. You get that call from Honda. It is every time we speak to someone who's either ridden for them or, or or want to ride for them. That is the, especially when it comes to the TT. That is the the team you want to be riding for. It's the best team, one of the the most decorated teams in the world, whether it be road or circuit. One, how did that come about? And then two, how did it feel for you to get that call? Uh, it was it was yeah amazing. Really, it, it come at a strange time with Honda at that at that point in time when. A lot of a lot of stuff went on the couple of years previous. Like um, they didn't have a very good run, so mm-hmm. it was um, it was the right time for me to jump in. Like because um, I mean I had a I had a good year with Sean Muir the year before that mm-hmm. uh, with the Golf BMW and nearly got a podium with them. Did look trick that. And um, two years before that, I was with the Nort with Norton um, and had two good years there. Really, like um, that that helped helped me mm-hmm. in my. Like further in my career, definitely with Norton, and Steve was a test rider as well, and it was good having Steve on board because I trusted what you had to say, which is which helped a lot. Um, yeah, so then uh, after the Golf BMW year, it was um, Sean didn't want to didn't uh, have plans because I think he had obviously had a long term plan of being where he is now with BMW, so uh, he missed the TT that year, and. Um, the Honda deal came up and it was probably, I mean, with, like I said, the, the two, the two bad years that I had before me even was when John crashed with them really from then, it was a, just a downward spiral with, mm. with that new Honda at that point. So, um, and then Guy rode from the year before me and then it was me and Hutchie together and Hutchie was still quite injured really. Like he was still, was still, uh, still thing, recovering. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, so like I said, I was I was the other guy, and it was it was perfect for me in, in the way that there was no pressure on me really, and there was anything if I got a good result on it, it was always going to be a bonus because yeah. where they finished the last couple of years. So. Um, and was it, it as was, you expected the team, you know, as you sort of kind of perceived uh, Honda to be? Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah, well, going to the Honda factory there, like oh, the, the Lauf factory, it was all a bit surreal. I didn't say much. I was just there, just like, yeah, just sort of wondering if, I, if I'm really supposed to be there, sort of thing. <laughs> so, um, in that respect, 100%, like it was, um, it was like a dream, yeah. like to, to walk in there and, and uh, yeah, be somebody that they that was supposed to be there. Yeah. In, in the, the chats that we had beforehand, I didn't say much at all. Like the big, um, on the, table at the top yeah, in the, the boardroom yeah. and um, Johnny 12 trees is the, the, the manager of the team and he was up there with his uh, on the whiteboard putting all these things down I said fuck all but for an hour I said nothing and then I like all of a sudden not did anything you want to say Dave I'm like uh, no nah, no nah, just whatever whatever Hutchie wants I love that but like, listen I just did not feel like I, I was supposed to be there 
So, um, yeah, I suppose in, in a, someone like me riding for a team like that, it did feel pretty weird. But, but like I said in the intro to, on part one, you repaid them and you repaid yourself with a, with a podium in the Superstock. Yeah. So instead of instead of every time you've gone down that that return lane, they've sent you straight down to Park Fermi. This time you managed to go into the the winners enclosure. Yeah, that was a good moment, that's for sure. Because it was the whole last lap. It was me and Dunlop. We were just um, some laps. I'd be fourth and then third, fourth, fourth like through the um, on my lap boards. So it was so close. Um, yeah, and then just got. How, in there, how so. tough is that? You know, for the listeners. Um, how tough is that when it's so tight and you know you haven't got a pit board every lap like on a short circuit mm. I mean. so you're having to kind of push 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 especially against a big winning lane like uh, Michael Dunlop I didn't know it was done well you don't really know who it is but I think I, I, I had a feeling it was it was going to be him to be fair um, but because uh, obviously I've been I'd passed most of the other guys I thought it would have been and because I started uh, nine number nine and then yes over the mountain when it was uh, I think for the gooseneck I was P4 plus zero and then I just went fucking go like Mm -hmm. just that last um, sector especially the the very last sector I was short circuited like breaking all the way in freaking like I mean it's only from um, well everyone does anyway really on the last lap I suppose if (laughs) you pushing that um from Crocknamona to the back to the to yeah. start finish and I did, did my fastest ever sector there that I did it even on a super bike and um and just just got it so it was yeah that's a good feeling turning right into there because I come fourth like five times before yeah. that yeah so it was I was always there or thereabouts which is sort of probably why no one expects me to do anything ever because and you earned it you know yeah yeah it was it was grafting man fire out that there's loads of stories about that last lap that I like it was um yeah it was there was a i mean the bike wasn't perfect either i'm not going to go into that too much but it's like it uh it was felt like everything was against me the, the first half of that lap uh but uh it all worked out even into hillbreeze hutchie was there i went into hillbreeze in full false neutral oh. and um he was like oh hutchie there was someone that filmed it it's, and hutchie was right there it was like you hear the the noise all the way up the hill and then i just fucking went <laughs> and Hachi said all of a sudden it was like you can hear me go through like an electric bike and then bah, just all of a sudden no, no this noise ah. and that was me just going fuck off <laughs> like just murdering the thing but um, yeah so it was all, it all I'm glad it all came out the way it did because it was it didn't feel like it was going to at the start of that lap so fast forward then um, you know obviously 2022 has been uh, a rodeo ride mm-hmm. yeah, a big crash at Alton Park and uh, I saw that actually so I saw the aftermath of it, and then yeah, um, missing the TT, of course, you know, with a fabulous team and arguably one of the best bikes on the grid, certainly at short circuit. What about twenty three? Team wise, yeah. Well, I I don't want to. I'll make it public that I don't want to go anywhere else. That's for sure. Like it's um, it just because uh, what um, Alan Gardner and and the team have done for me, um, since I signed for him at the start of two thousand twenty, and. And then all of a sudden it's coming to the big race and then three weeks before I'm freaking in hospital. Mm. And um, I mean, he definitely protected me from myself because I wanted to race. If it wasn't for him just looking out for me, I, I would have um, been out there racing. I wouldn't have done myself any any sort of justice there, I don't think. But, um, and what they've done for me, looking after me 
um, through all that. So COVID, then my injury. Um, yeah, I don't want to go anywhere else. So um, hopefully if they do it again and if they want me, that's the thing because I haven't ridden for three years. I've got to prove myself again. Uh, oh, I know I can still do it. That's for sure. Like, there's no, no doubt in my mind at all. So this this sort of week through the Manx GP and Classic Superbike, I've... Um, yeah, I feel that I've I've got to sort of like step up and show them that I'm still capable. So um, yeah, and then and then I can start to think about next year. Like that's um, yeah, get this week out of the way and then yeah, and move I, forward. I said that to you just on the start line before yeah. uh, before practice. When like, I shit myself <laughs> as well. <laughs> but this is it. I was like a burbling mess when I was to you. Like Dave, o, <laughs> Dave o, as a nervous wreck is, hi mate, you're right. Yeah, absolutely fine. Mate. Yeah. If you didn't see like, it, I'm surprised. Inside you, you I was just tell. like fucking gone crazy. <laughs> like do not talk to me. Yeah. But it's good that, like I said, it's good that you've got the chance to do this because you don't, although you've missed all that, that track time from TT 2022, when you rock up onto the line in 23, you'll have at least some mileage behind you. Like you'll know what the circuit is is like. Like you say, you mentioned Solby Straight. You know that instantly now, so you don't have to waste two or three laps working out that that is an issue now for you to face. So where do you think you'll be? What do you want to be doing when you get to 2023? Well, I just want to be as fit and, and as ready as I possibly can be. And then sort of everything else will come with that. Like, what about, uh, about mileage-wise? You know, are you looking to anything for the rest of this season? Even Macau, I know it's difficult with travel restrictions and things, but Macau, and obviously into next year, you're looking at British Championship just to get some mileage in. Oh, I want to, but then I did that this year, and look how that yeah, turned out. No, but that was the reason for the question. Really. Yeah, difficult. Sort of some good years that I had, like with with Honda. Like I did, I didn't even do a BSP before that. And I did a bit in Australia and riding around with people out there. I do a heap of coaching, so I'm riding a lot. So bike mm. fitness is like never a massive issue. Um, even this this year when my visa was delayed and I didn't miss all the testing and then come straight to Silverstone and everyone thought I was gonna fade out in the race and I did my Pfizer's lap like sort of three laps from the end. I felt really good. Even though I was just riding and coaching in Australia, it was still, I still felt mint. So um, yeah, I don't, I don't want to risk too much doing BSP because I know what I'm like and I'm a short circuit guy at heart and Alton Park was a nightmare I don't even know how, why that crash happened but um, if I go to Superstock I'd, I'd, want to, I'd want to be trying hard there and I will be trying hard and then I don't want any sort of uh, bad things to happen because this is now the Isle of Man's become like my main thing for the year and the I've got priority. to make sure I'm fit yeah. for it yeah, yeah, yeah. so um, with Honda we had the test days like six days at Castle Coombe although like in the morning it is like going to work like because you're like oh fucking here again <laughs> but like doing that so many laps and, and at a pace as well you try and get keep a certain lap time for 20 30 laps that's all I think I want to do um, obviously I've got to talk to the teams about it and like with James this year he didn't do Alton Park because he didn't want to risk risk himself and mm. then I'm the one that ends up in hospital, yeah. so it was like, yeah, that's that's important just to sort of make sure I come here next year and and I'm fit as fit and ready to go. Do you um do you think we've again we spoke to Connor about this? Uh, do you think we're yet to see what Dave O Johnson is capable of doing around the TT course? I was I was hoping you were going to see it this year. <laughs> like I still I feel I still feel fast everywhere yeah. everywhere I go and. I'm, I'm mentally strong, I feel. Um, so, I, I mean, yeah, I, I feel that I'm 
I'm ready to sort of the like, best is yet to come I think so definitely it's like we've to, I mean like Hickey this year he was like untouchable wasn't he like yeah. doing nobody had an answer for him mm-hmm. um, and he was just on easy street like um, so he's always going to be tough to beat and then Dino in the right headspace and um, obviously he's got got a good team behind him as well they're the two main guys and then there's the, the rest of them it's just sort of those everyone else has got to catch them mm-hmm. and um, yeah in 2019 when I left it here it was the super stock on a debatable the Honda was not the best of the stockers out there it, it I was close to them so it was you know I was so much looking forward to this year but wasn't to be but um, yeah like you say I, all like it's the qu- answer to the question is uh, I, th- I think the best is yet to come Steve will be Steve will be ecstatic here in that knowing that he's got a few years get left on TV you should, you know, get back out of there Steve he's still, <laughs> he's still what, fast racing yeah, yeah. Fuck <laughs> he sits there and he just says you know I could beat all this lot but I'm not going to but I could he, if I these are magic to. these microphones oh, <laughs> make, yeah. you, make you even faster <laughs> they, put yeah. it in front of me I'm not, I'm not ready to sort of talk, ah, talk ah, bullshit ah. to that yet <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into uh, Steve's quick fire questions I've got my own quick fire question Steve what day is it today? Today is Monday. The 22nd of August, which is Steve Plater's birthday. Hey, I heard a rumor. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have them anymore. Woo. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I started having <laughs> them at 27. Oh, well, we don't have to change the age. We're nice, though. We don't have to change the age, but many happy returns. Thank you very much. Thank We're going to have to wait a little mate. while. Thank Come on, Ed. I'm intrigued <laughs> what you're bringing me. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, bloody Steve. Happy birthday to you. These are real candles, aren't they? Hip hip. Hooray! Thank you very much. Nice one, Steve. Steve, watch your. Don't leave me hanging. Don't leave him hanging. Hey, sorry. What's your racing age? My racing age, listen. It's a big one this year. Yeah. Uh oh. Thirty-eight. No, get it more than that. Flipping it. Why is it a big one? Sixty. It's not the five oh, is it? We were getting on so well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, five oh. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that's even better. Wow. All no right. Way. Yeah. Oh. I'll check Wikipedia. Happy on birthday, that. mate. Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to the slice of that. <laughs> or two. Right. We're still not finished this podcast. On with your quick fire questions. Tip top. Right. <laughs> 10 questions, nice and simple. Mm-hmm. Just answer one or the other. No explanations, please. <sighs> Bit of a silly one, the first one, for you. Lager or real ale? Neither. <laughs> I'm I a Jack Daniels Jack guy. Daniels, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mass start or time trial? No, I'm getting... One or the other? Oh, time trial. <laughs> pineapple or never pineapple on a pizza? Never ever pineapple on a pizza, it's illegal. You see? Connor disagrees. <laughs> Yucky. Troy Corsa or Troy Bayliss? Bayliss. But even though Troy Corsa is a really good mate of mine. <laughs> Sorry, Troy. Ray Hill or Glenn Helen? Ooh, Glenn Helen. Competing or commentating? Competing. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Adelaide or Isle of Man? Adelaide. Billy McConnell or, I'm just going to change this, or James Hillier? Billy McConnell. <laughs> Sorry, James. Billy's my best mate. <laughs> James is a teammate. Yeah. Pillion ride with Michael Dunlop or Steve Plater? Steve Plater. 
Really? I'm going to go on the back of Michael Dunlop. But yeah, he's a mad dog. Uh, last one. <laughs> win, a TT win or outright lap record of the TT course? TT win. Sweet. Thanks, mate. Davo, it's been an absolute pleasure. We cannot wait to see you on the bike in TT 2023. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. Cheers, mate. Thanks, Steve, firstly, many happy returns. I'm Thank so, you very I, much. I hope you didn't mind that little surprise. No. Good. Quite pleasant. Good. Davo Johnson, he says the best is yet to come still. And I firmly believe if he can get that R1 working around there, if he's on it next year, he could be on for a podium again. Yeah, it's been tough, obviously, for Davo because, you know, the COVID situation with the team and everything, you know, it's been a, a tough time really because he just started to show his value and his worth around a TT course, obviously with Honda. And then, yeah, so it's hard, it's hard work and, and it's been not difficult, but it's, you know, from previous podcasts, especially with James Hillary's teammate, you know, it hasn't been easy with a new bike around around the course being the Yamaha. So I honestly believe is the best to come from him, you know, he's, uh, he, he's fast. He's fast without trying, Dave. He's just—he's a natural. Mm-hmm. He really is. Yeah. yeah, you can definitely tell that. Yeah. You wouldn't put him down as a BMXer, would you? No, not at all. Visually, no. He's a, no. He, you'd think he'd wrap a BMX up in two, wouldn't but. you? <laughs> just fold it up. <laughs> no, fair play. Fair yeah. play. Right. Let's go and eat some cake. Cake time. This has been the Davo Johnson episode of the TT Podcast. If you've enjoyed it, then please hit that subscribe button and leave us a rating and a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Steve in his spare time loves to listen to them. We have plenty more star-studded names from the world of the TT on the way for you in this series. And here's a little taste of what you can expect from our next guest, Dave Molyneux. Throughout the, your career, you've gone through a fair amount of, of passengers. Yeah. Do you have one passenger that you kind of would have liked to have seen all the way through your career or does everybody kind of get up to speed and they're, they're similar it's a funny thing I don't thing. want you to pick a favourite but passengers if you have are a like, favourite I, I do alright all right, screw it she had a bit of dirt alright <laughs> who's, who's right, your well, favourite pass- passenger? passenger come on you're a straight <laughs> passengers <laughs> like marriages <laughs> and they go wrong <laughs> <laughs> that next episode will be out next week and don't forget you can get all the latest TT news and features over at iomttracers.com and be sure to check us out on all the usual socials. We are at TT Racers Official. And don't forget, if you are listening to this podcast, you can actually go and watch us over on the TT Plus app. Thanks for listening.